I'm Kevin H. I'm Kevin C. And I'm a Seth. And this is the Dark, Dark Windows, Windows Podcast. So just a disclaimer, we are going to talk about some things that people might not be super comfortable with. We're going to use some language, language that people are not going to be super comfortable with. That's adult language. So, Expletives. So sit back. Relax. And enjoy the show. Or not. That's cool, too. What's going on, folks? Hattie. What's going on, Internet folks? So this week. Wait. What are we talking about? We do this every time. We uh-huh. can't just jump into it. You know, we can't just no, go in wait. balls deep, dude. We got to do business. I want to talk about what we're going to talk about, then we're going to do the business. Okay, whatever. I know. It's fucking have it your way. I know. Burger King. No, wait. That's dude, that's I could totally go for some it. B-King, baby. Shit. Yeah, yeah, we, we were we were crossing streams there. Uh, never cross the streams. Don't ever cross the streams. No. So, yeah. So, so you, that's how you get gonorrhea. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Huh. Yes. So, this week, we're going to discuss a little place in Kentucky called Waverly Hills. Yes. Wait, we're not doing our promos? But, first, before we start, before we get into it, let's cover some business. Okay. So, my brain broke. Um, <laughs> so, your brain yeah. broke. If uh, If you are in the market to get yourself... Some really, really, really good, high quality, comfortable as fuck headphones. Yeah. Go Look over no further to studio.com. S U D I O.com. You can get the Regent, which are what Kevin and I, I'm all, I'm Kevin C. Kevin H and I both use the, uh, the Regent, which are the over the ear. They are auxiliary or Bluetooth. And when you go from one to the other, it's real fucking snappy. It's just like done. It's like you can go from plugged in, pull the cord. If you're already connected to something else with Bluetooth, it kicks right off. You don't miss a beat. Yeah, they're bragging about their sweet headphones, folks, because I still got my old school corded ones with one ear move not working because I'm a dumb guy. And he said one ear move, too. Yeah. Anybody in the Northeast will recognize this. They're so old, he bought them at Ames. No, I didn't buy them at Ames. I bought them at FYE. So that makes it older. Um, it, but if you don't want over the ear, you can get in the ear. Yep. And there's a couple different varieties of those. Uh, two are um, one strictly in the ear with a little wrap around. Yep. And then the, where they have one, the, the remote button on them. Yep. And there's another one that has as in the ear, but it goes um, has a little hook that goes over the back of your yep. ear so that it kind of holds it in better. Basically the same headphones, just different adapter for yeah. your ear. And then they also have the completely Bluetooth earbuds, which look ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I want to get a pair, but you go find what you want, please. Or else they're going to, like I keep saying headphone Vikings, they'll come over here and kill us. We did have somebody get some and he's my gonna- buddy, Nick, my buddy, Nick actually used that sweet promo code. What is it again? Promo code for 15% off when you go to your checkout is dark windows. All one word, uppercase or lowercase. I don't think it makes a difference, but it's all one word, dark windows. Because he knows what? That's why he did it because he, he knew that we loved him. Yeah, and like he sent me a picture of those things. 
fantastic little Bluetooth jobs because he was going to buy some replacement ones for his iPhone. They're hella expensive. Yeah, yeah folks, I use the word hella. The, the, uh, the AirPods are expensive and you lose them like crazy. Yeah, and he's like, nope, I don't want to deal with this. And then he went to the studio, found a sweet pair, picked them up, sent me a picture and bragged about it. And, and I'm he- like, bro, I can't afford these right now. I'm sorry. I buy plastic miniatures. And he's British, right? Yes. So if he- anybody has experience knowing exactly what, what Vikings will do to you, It'd be his ancestors, so he doesn't want that to happen to us. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And then there's also this other little place you can go to uh, if uh, if you're in the mood for uh, doing miniatures and and you need something to hold on to them. Oh, what's that place called? If, if you envy games. Oh, oh yes. Is that what it is? That what it is? If you envy no nope. no no. If if you have an envy for games, you oh. should go check out. And I point at Seth. Game envy creations Dot net, bro. <laughs> Dot net. It's not- yeah, you head over to Game Envy and Game Envy Creations. Guess what, folks? What they're talking about is a sweet little hobby holder. And if you don't know what I'm talking about because you haven't listened to previous episodes, get up on that, folks. The hobby holder is an amazing little two-in-one little tool that holds the miniature for you, has a sweet little handle and a base that connects to that handle that rotates 360 degree, folks, because 180 is useless. And not 359. No. Not Three hundred and ninety. Nope. That mother effer goes all the way around. around. And the best part about it is that handle and that base separate so you can actually flip the handle upside down and then you can do all the famous little great work you can ever think of. And while you're over there, you can take a look at all the cool little colors, all the other little doodads. Kit over there is literally has amazing product that he's constantly putting out and doing more stuff. And you're like, hmm, I need one of these. Well, guess what, folks? You pick out what you want, pick out the color you want. At the checkout, you put in the promo code Broadstone. Do I need to spell it, guys? I think yeah, I should. Yeah, I think you do. I'm going to get all excited for this one. It's B-R-O-A-D-S-T-O-N-E, folks, because that's me. And you know what I like about it? What's that? It looks solid enough that if you were attacked by zombies, you could kill one with it. Oh. Just right in the, right in the brain hole. In 100% serious honesty here, the uh, the Hobby Holder is an amazing tool. It actually has helped me improve my uh, ability a hundredfold. It is a strong, durable material. You cannot break this thing. I have been messing with it nonstop, and it is holding strong as it ever has. And like I said, you put in that sweet promo code, you'll save yourself $2 off each Hobby Holder. So if Mr. Kevin H wants one, Mr. Kevin C wants one, Guess what, folks? Or if you want two for yourself. Or you want two for yourself because, like me, I'm going to get myself a sweet backup. You will save yourself $2 off each hobby holder. It is an amazing tool. But Now, I don't I, know if it is, is it true that they're made out, it's made out of plastic animanium and God's Tears? I don't know about God's Tears, okay. but it's definitely made out of Wolverine's bones. Because what? Because we melted that guy down and <laughs> took everything. Nice. But enough about How we turn metal suite. into plastic, I don't know. Wait, don't you have something you have to talk about here with these guys? So, or do you want to save that for the end? Well, I think we should save it till the end. I we'll think we're going to save it. We'll cut end. this bullshit yeah. out. Yeah, yeah cause surprise, surprise. Oh, there is a big surprise. Surprise, mother truckers! Hey, that's bears nuts. Look at that. Sorry, I was just scrolling through Facebook, and there's a bear just like just hey, rocking, <laughs> showing everybody rocking, cocking. Anyway, so oh. you were talking about a place in Kentucky. in Kentucky. Yeah, what are we talking about? What is this place? Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. It's gonna get up spooky up in here. It is. It is. It is. 
I figured it was time to really talk about a place that's spooky as shit. This is our legit first like haunted place we've talked about. Yeah, truly legit. We we did touch a little bit into some spookiness and ghosts and haunted buildings in uh, in Pioch, but and a little bit in uh, throwback. uh, Go listen to that episode because it was fucking awesome. It was. It was a good episode. Dorothea Puente. We we, there was some uh, haunted, a little bit of haunted stuff there too. But neither one of those places or people have shit on this place. No way. This place is haunted as dog balls. Fucking right. (laughs) I'm I ready. I don't know how, how haunted dog balls are, but, but they're, they're pretty haunted fucking haunted. Oh. So, yeah, let's buddy. get into this shit. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. This, might be, this might be a two-parter. I think it's going to be a two-parter. I think we're going to so. count on it being a two-parter. Yeah. yeah. So, let's start off with this. This land, The land that Waverly was built upon was actually purchased um, originally by this guy named of, uh, Major Thomas H. Hayes. Was he, Major his first name? No. Oh. His second name. <laughs> or something. What's your name? Major? Major Middle Payne. name? Thomas? <laughs> Dude, that'd be pretty awesome. That'd be, that'd be badass, There's man. some celebrities kid that's named Audio Science. Uh, the lead singer from Corn's son is named is, uh, Pirate. Anyway. Yeah, let's not go Let's get back to the spookiness, because I'm really pumped for this. This so, is going to be amazing. So he bought the land in uh, 1883. Um, but before we go any further, we I, got, I, I thought this was... Pretty, some pretty cool shit I want to share with the rest of the class. Yes. Because I'm a nerd like that for history. Uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. The guy that went to school for history is a history nerd. Yeah. Huh. Never thought of that. What you trying to say? No, you just you, you blew my mind with that original thought there, being a history nerd and a history major. You fucker. Keep going. No, it would have been crazier if the guy who is all up into 40K stuff actually was like, hey, guess what? I was a history major, and what? Yeah. I Look what know. I'm doing with it. I'm painting little plastic alien men. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, <laughs> they are aliens. Truth. Anyway. Right now, he's not painting a plastic alien man. He's painting a balter, or whatever the hell it's called. It's a bale looks- predator. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> and uh, don't speak my speak, bro. You go back to your history. <laughs> and it's fucking ridiculous looking. It is. Oh, I was gonna bring it tonight. I'm glad you so, did. You would have broken it. Uh, word. Anyway, so he was a major during the Civil War, and he was on the Confederate side. Okay. <laughs> he was the Inspector General for the Confederate Army. Okay. I was going to ask cuz Kentucky was one of those yeah, borderland states where it was like you had people fighting for both sides at in there's Kentucky. South of Mason-Dixon line, I think. Right, but you did have Possibly. you did have a good contingency of people that yeah. were fighting for the Union as well. Yeah. So it was one of those where it, like he could have been either or. Yep. You know. Um after he after the the war, he actually became the second vice president of the Pullman Palace Rail Car Company. Okay, now, say that one five times fast. Yeah, don't say that to you know. Oof. The PPRCC. I can just do it. I tried it in my head. <laughs> of the PPRCC Club. Oh, no, company. <laughs> PP. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and if some might know this as the Pullman Rail Car Company, and some might know it uh, as being a certain company that a certain someone. Can we uh, stop the certain? Because yeah. I can't connect these dots. Okay, unless it's Bill Pullman, we don't know who you're talking about. No. Okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> no, I wasn't kidding. I'm like literally I'm like. Well, uh... Wait a minute. Was Bill Pullman part of this? And anytime, anytime I hear about the Pullman Rest car in company, peace. Um, I get a little antsy in the pantsy because I'm like, oh, this is so cool because it has a connection to our lovely state of Vermont. 
Oh, okay, cool. Because remember, non non historian over here, you got to yes. connect these dots for me because otherwise, I'm like, I like cedar walls. Because uh, the 16th president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, yep, son lived here in Vermont. Yeah, dude, Robert Todd yep. Lincoln. His house is in Manchester, the Hildine House, and is fucking gorgeous. Yes, it is. And like Bree and I went down there, and it is spooky and amazing, and it's beautiful. I was gonna say also haunted as shit. Apparently, uh, I don't know. But uh, he, Robert Todd Lincoln. Was actually uh, Robert Todd Lincoln was the president of the Pullman Car Company from 1897 to 1911, and he became president because of the death of Mister Pullman. Uh, I I kind of thought that was interesting because you know that the two tied together, mm-hmm. um, because you know that's that's kind of interesting. I mean, we also did have another person uh, I believe we talked about that was connected to the Pullman Car Company. I can't remember who it was, but. What, somebody we talked about in the previous podcast. And I was like, huh, that's pretty cool. Two times in a row. That's pretty interesting. I, I'm not recalling that one. Let's go back and listen to yeah, it. Yeah, I don't remember which one. But so, moving on. Mr. Uh, Mr. Hayes here. He So he purchased the property. And he, um, he realized soon realized that uh, he had to have a place for his daughters to go to school. So he did what like any good dad does. He figures out a way for, a place for him to go. So he builds a um, a house or a schoolhouse for for the kids. Now, was it built specifically just for his kids or did other kids go there too? I'm not quite certain okay. whether or not it was just for his kids or if other ones, other kids went there. But I'm going to guess that probably other kids did. Because I saw something about that and I'm like, that's drastic. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, my kids need to go to school. I'll hire some folks and build it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, so he built, um, he built it or had it built, and he hired a uh, teacher because you had to have a teacher. Uh, it's not a school if you don't. Yeah, you know. and the teacher's name was Lizzie uh, Lizzie Lee Harris. Lizzie fell in love with the school so much that she just she decided to give the school a name. Now, probably going okay. Where the hell does this have to come in? What? Why does this have to do with Waverly Hills and? You know what, what's what's going on here? You know, mm-hmm. get, get to the point, Kevin. Well, you said it, it's, not me. <laughs> well, it all, it, folks, it all, it all, you know, it, it all, all comes around. Together. Yeah, it all, it all comes in because then this is where it is. She names the school, gives the school name of Waverly School, and where she got the name from was from a set of novels uh, called the Waverly novels that were. Um, in the personal collection of the major, he um, he had them, and she she must have been allowed to read them because she fell in love with them. So, you know, she's like, "Oh, cool! I like them so much that I'm gonna name the school the Waverly School." That's well, pretty cool, actually. When yeah. you think about it, taking inspiration from something you read, like we've all done that, yeah, in one it, way, shape, or form. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, the these Waverly novels were a collection of writings. Uh, that were actually written by Sir Walter Scott, and they consisted of forty-eight volumes in the series total. Wow, that's a lot of books. Yeah, yeah. that is like epic level like <laughs> writing. Yeah. So the major was like, "Hmm, interesting. I dig it. I kind of like that. <laughs> I kind of like that name. I kind of like the whole name of Waverly, and it's pretty cool." So he decided, "I think the property should have a name." Probably so. so. Yeah, we're going to name it Waverly Hills, which, you know, 
I was like, that's pretty cool. You know, who, who, I mean, the hell, why not? Well, time passed. Um, and then in 1908, the, the property was purchased by the Board of Tuberculosis Hospital. Oh, geez. Um, this was it, – because it was all purchased after the fact that um, the major had actually died. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty much like yeah. the, the state government coming in and buying it to build a hospital there essentially. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they bought it. Okay. Uh, cool. Well, you figure, you know, somebody's going to buy it. They, they might just change, you know. They're going to change whatever. They're going to do what they want to do. Yeah, they're just going to upgrade a few things, change it, because it's probably yeah. a beautiful building, build. beautiful property. Or build fresh, and they're going yeah. to they're gonna, they're gonna put a different name onto everything. Nope. No, nope, not the case. They actually liked the name, and they said, we're going to keep it. Yeah, why not? Waverly Hills it is. Um, But what they did do is they added a piece to it. They added sanatorium to it um the construction for the building began in 1908 the first the first building and was finished in uh on july 26 1910 now is this the first separate building or the first addition to the existing building this is the first building because they i'm guessing they knocked down the, the schoolhouse because they didn't it was just a schoolhouse. Okay. Probably school it was a house. small building. Yeah, like, too a one, big. like a one-room thing, kind of like yeah. A, yeah. They didn't need. They didn't need it. So, Little house in the prairie style. Yeah. Like the yeah. property was more important than the actual schoolhouse. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they built it. Okay. Finished in 1910. Uh, the building was a two-story structure that was supposed to only accommodate 40 to 50 patients oh, with TB. Yeah, of course. So. <laughs> how yeah. many people end up in this thing well, because they crammed them in they used to cram them in there like sardines like everywhere you went yeah well um so the patients that were there were just patients that had tb and it was only just for the patients in jefferson county uh kentucky yeah which is the area that waverly was in well but, you know, but i mean tb it, spreads it, oh yeah it, it makes sense to have a, a county uh, hospital for it because so many people had it. Like, well, we have that in this town, don't we? Yes, we do. Yeah. We've talked about it. Yep. yep. So we've, it makes we've... total sense to take a building and then be like, you know what? TV's going wild. It's rampant. All right. We might as well be this county's, you know, hospital for it because yep. rather than have a bunch of small ones and having it, you know, hate to say it, but collateral damage, let it small, like little area take the abuse rather than everywhere taking abuse and then potentially taking over a whole town much larger, much more and more and more. Yeah, right. And another thing we have to remember is the government doesn't like to spend money. So if you take all these people from the surrounding area and just stuff them all into one building, you don't have to build a bunch of other hospitals. you save money. Exactly. Well, they needed the facility to treat patients with that that TB and they had to uh, keep them isolated from others. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what the feeling was. Yeah, because tuberculosis spread like yeah. wildfire. And the whole point of what how they felt of it, about the the patients with TB was they and isolating them out was so that they could get rest, stay calm, and have plenty of fresh air. And fresh air is one of those ones that. Uh, We'll get into. Yeah, I always love that. Whenever you watch anything with anything that was tuberculosis, was oh, we put them in the sunlight, gave them sunlight and fresh air. Yeah, that's why the hospital that mm-hmm. we have was built where it is because it gets so much sun and you know, nice sun- fresh air. Because well, it we're makes, called the Sunshine Village. Right yeah, and it makes me laugh because when I was in, um, sorry, quick side quest, folks. 
I have to laugh at that because when I was in high school, whenever you had an injury or anything like that, the nurse would make you like, oh, you'll be fine. Here, drink some water. <laughs> yeah. You, you cut your hand off. Oh, don't worry about it. Drink some water. Um, My bone is popping out of my, my shin. Oh, you're fine. Drink some water. Dude, I, I had a baseball coach. What happened? Uh, I think I, I, you know, I rolled my ankle. Rub some dirt on it. You'll be yeah, fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> yep. Walk it off. So TB, as we said, soon became an epidemic. And the hospital just, you know, they kept sending more and more because they're like, right. listen, you know, we got more and more. And, and the little two, this, the little small two-story building saw the number of patients double. So it went from what to what? I'm sorry? Well, the patients uh, doubled. So they went from between, uh, what was it, like 40 to 50. So it was like 50, but it was more than 50 because they actually had uh, – became filled with 140 patients holy, holy smokes yeah. how many how many bedrooms are in this place at this point in time this was about 50 was their max was oh, what they could handle so they're like three they're not not saying bedrooms i'm saying places to that... put beds okay okay holy crap that's so they went from 50 to 150 140 so, so yeah they have almost triple okay almost yeah. triple. yeah it was like so that's know. barely like walking room that's like having to walk like you well, know Oh, side by side, and like hopefully not bumping into anybody. That's literally stacking people, especially on top of with each a other. highly contagious disease. The, yeah. the building wasn't designed to hold that many, no. so not all of them. Were Sounds like our in current there. prison system, folks. Right? Not all of them were actually in there because of the extra overflow. They had to erect um, tents on the grounds to help with the overflow. Hold on, let me pick my job off the ground. Are you kidding me? People that are sick. Mm. And potentially, obviously, dying and all this other stuff. They put them in tents out in the front yard. Yeah, and uh, because of this overflow, they were like, "Okay, fine. All right, we have to build an addition onto the two story." That seems like an obvious thing. It's like, okay, we're running out of room. Okay, let's already start like getting ready, prepared to build an addition before this happens. Not, oh, well, we have about you know fifty people over there. We have ten people over there. Oh, and what about the twenty people out in the tent? Ah, they're fine. Fresh yeah. air. Fresh air makes them good. Well, Except hey, for when it gets cold at night. Hey, spoiler alert. It's going to get a lot worse once it's finished built, being done. Uh, yeah, done know. being built. I know that, bro. Yeah, so, well, 1912, another addition to the original building was finished. And that helped alleviate some of the um, the problem with That's a good the, thing, at the least. overflow. <laughs> and, well, as we all know, TB just kept going and going well that second edition didn't hold up to what they needed again oh, so boy. in 1916 i'm feeling like there's going to be a trend another yeah, right? third edition had been finished due to the uh, vast increase well guess what hmm i really like don't you want just to set a trend no it didn't no. hold up again Oh, by nineteen, by uh, March of nineteen twenty-four, a fourth expansion Jesus. was starting construction, and it was finally opened on October seventeenth of nineteen twenty-six. The this expansion was built to hold another four hundred patients. Holy okay, whoa, okay. They went from forty slash maybe fifty at max mm-hmm. to one hundred and forty to over four hundred. 
Oh my So it was like somewhere Goodness like, I think it was a ballpark of like over a thousand patients Oh my or something, god Maybe like, These numbers are making my head hurt Like trying yeah, to keep up was, with them It's uh, like Like I'm actually like Was typing this down Because I didn't bring anything to write with So I'm like Okay got math here Quick quick I'm like As soon as you said over 400 I was like I'm gonna just I stop. quit Yeah this, <laughs> Yeah This is insane I'm done mathing It's it, it's kind of I was like wow What are they thinking I don't well, Given Okay at the time I understand it was a it was a tough situation due to funding, money. Um, it was obviously, you know, a huge plague coming through. It was a massive thing. I get all that. It's just, I guess, current thought and just common sense would be like, okay, they, we can't fit them all here. Do we have another building or another facility that we can utilize for the time being? Yeah, yeah. like a overflow hospital until they can get yeah, the exactly. place built bigger. Yeah. Well, the, with the expansion... It, being completed it made the building into a five-story structure well it really wasn't they call it a five-story but it really isn't i mean to me it doesn't really look like it's it's almost like a it's a four-story with it looks like an attic space i'm looking at it right now yeah, it's like with like four like complete a, stories like a four and a quarter yeah it's like, like that quarter. little loft type of thing like yeah. you see in some sweet 90s like kid shows when the cool kids up on the floor like and it, well, kevin mcmahon Kevin Hollister, you know. Well, you t- you say kid. Well, the Please. fifth floor was where the kids were. Are you kidding me? No. All so right, I'm you, done. You know what it's making me th- think of? Like local, it kind of reminds me of our haunted house, where you have the two main floors, and then the third floor was more like storage. Storage, but if they had to, they could have had people staying up there if they really needed to, because they had the space to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Um, I feel like the, at the end of this episode, I'm going to be very depressed. Well, the facility saw patients until it closed in 1961 due to the fact that an antibiotic treatment um, had been successful. so But it, it wasn't a sanatorium the whole way through, was it? Because I thought it switched over to a, an old folks' home. Don't rush it, bitch. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> like just putting what, a thought out there. I'm sorry. Like you don't step on okay. the toes. No, 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 no. I, I didn't mean to. I was just like, I was just... We well, listened. I said it, it closed in 1961. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Because the the treat there was an antibiotic, but we'll get into this antibiotic. Okay. Okay. By the time the fourth expansion was completed, the hospital was basically its very own little town. Which this I thought was fucking pretty cool. I've heard some stuff about this. It's pretty neat. It was, yeah. it, Let me hear it first. It it, it, uh, it was so isolated because um, the staff didn't want others to co- uh, to contract the disease, which was r- rather odd. Be I found because well. People actually came to visit the patients, but then they left. You don't want people to contract it, so you're making it kind of like your own isolated town. But did, but you're allowing people to come in to visit. Wait, yeah, they didn't leave. What the? No, okay. Now, did they have anything maybe over their face, like a mask, or from what I saw in pictures, um, some video stuff? Okay. No. Are you shit me? Okay. There was. Hold the... on. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Got to Got to get this all in my brain pan because I, I knew it was going to be deep. But he's, he's wrapping it around his head. Uh, or his head around it. Okay. Highly contagious, very dangerous disease. Killed what? Hundreds, thousands, uh, millions. What's that? Tuberculosis. Millions. Close to yeah. millions. Okay. Probably. Yeah. At least. Easily, we'll say. Well, six figures of people you're thinking okay we need to segregate these people that are sick so no 
more people don't get sick. It sucks for the medical staff. It sucks for the people that are trying to help them out. However, we need to do this to protect everyone else from it. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. We have a facility. It will hold 40 to 50 people. Okay, we go over booked, so we put them in tents. Now that's we have 140, possibly more because you know there are a few people they've never wrote down the names to stay under the books, whatever. Okay, so we expand some more. Now we have over 400. Yeah. Over 400 people. Okay, I got that. We expanded some more. We're still doing what we can. We're holding on. Now we're introducing visitors. Mm-hmm. Right. With no protection. Mm-mm. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Like, I understand the visitors are fine, but at least put a, give them, tell them, okay, you need to wear a mask or you need to wear gloves. This is common sense, people. Like, you know uh, have, that... Have visitation like like you would in prison through a glass wall, you know? Or even then, like, still, you can visit with somebody who has a bad disease, but at least give them, you know, take the necessary let, precautions. Yeah, give them that barrier of protection. Yeah, yeah, just don't let them, like, oh, you have tuberculosis, Kev? I'm going to walk up and sit on your bed and be like, what's yeah. up, bro? How you doing, bro? We should, like, mouth kiss and see what happens. Um, what, what you were asking? Yeah, uh, how many... According to the CDC... Uh, an estimated 13 million people Goddamn! in the United States alone died but of that's TB. Probably <laughs> that's probably like is that is that uh, during the like late 1800s? It's, I mean, because there was like a whole time frame where like I think that's you gr- know from what I, the way it, the way it looks to me that is like grand total. But still, um, that's a lot of lot of dead people. Because we know a guy that uh, you know a really famous guy that a certain uh, gentleman by the name of. Uh, Mr. Rimmel covered. Yeah, that dude. had uh, that had TB. He didn't cover it. Oh well, no, he didn't cover it. He uh, he kicked that thing's ass. Yes. Those episodes were so good. The good old Doc Holiday. Uh, Doc Holiday is the most famous tubercular. Well, I'm gonna say second most famous tubercular of all because we also had Tubercul- a vampire. Tubercular. Yeah, people had tuberculosis. I um, just can't get over the numbers and but yeah, the the lack of yeah ideas. Yeah, well, thir- thirteen it, million. Yeah, those total. numbers are are, are really. Devastating. That, but that's vicious. The, the, the numbers of deaths in Waverly, I'll get into them, which is, it's kind of shocking because they kind of differ, differentiate between, you know, one person to another to another. And then they also have another, they have another number that they're like, okay, well, uh, we get death records for it, but, but we don't know if that's actually true. Yeah. Because a lot of times you like, especially like with our haunted house, you can't find all the records. You no. can find some things because you don't want a place to seem worse than it is on paper. Because if it is, they'll shut it down. You well, lose your funding. You lose money. And I, and unlike oh boy. here, I wish I had a drink. Down there, they actually have em- have embraced it. They they people, I guess, look at it as like a it's it's um a part of uh, of the society. It's part of oh, their history. Yeah, part of their history. Yeah. Here, it's like voodoo yeah. don't talk about it let's not let's not discuss it let's not do anything no that no uh there was never kids that had tb and and you know or I, we I never noti- had this i know. noticed that whenever you talk about that with anybody outside of the haunted house crew it is no, very no, faux no, no, pas no, no, yeah but when we're in the haunted house crew mm-hmm. it's like oh you talk about it's like oh no big deal i can't like with this town it makes sense because they clearly had more patience than us but yeah so I, I, I got to throw something in there just because I, it got me thinking with the whole number of people that died from TB. What do you think was worse, TB or the Spanish flu? TB, I'm going with. Kevin? 
Uh, Spanish flu did kill a lot of people. Okay. The Spanish flu of 1918 killed an estimated 500 million people worldwide. Yeah. Including 675,000 Americans. So TB was way, way more deadly in this country than the Spanish flu was. And that's saying something because the Spanish flu was a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the most, the, the highest death toll of any disease that ever hit man was was the bubonic. Yeah. And yet we you know. still let people walk into a TB hospital without protection. Exactly. With potentially lead paint in the walls. But, <laughs> but you know what? And absolutely the, asbestos. The staff was conscious enough to say, you know what? We're going to make ourselves stay up on the hill. Yep. So that it, so that if we do contract it, we're not spreading it to the yeah. rest of the town. So, okay, that's actually yeah, that's, so they, a, they that's good common themselves. sense. It's very smart. And that's what they called it when I said we're going to stay up on the hill. That's that's what they called it. They lived on the hill. I just had a thought, which is which I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." You know, House you actually on haunted hill. Uh, here you go. Uh-huh. Sorry. Yeah. You uh you want another one? The hosp- No, I want to hear more about this. Okay. Well, uh, the, the hospital from um, the second season of American Horror Story, the the crazy hospital there, I'm pretty confident was based off of Waverly Hills. Hmm. I don't have anything to back it up, but just... It would make sense. There was four levels, and the top was meant for younger yeah. folk. That's interesting. That's just a theory I have, but, you know. Well, Waverly was on its own, and it was okay because they had a water treatment facility. Which is good. A farm. Awesome. For growing produce. Which is very good. They raised their own livestock for meat. Okay. They had their own post office with complete with their own zip code. So essentially their <laughs> own little little town. Self contained little compound. Yeah. yeah. Alright, that okay, them having their own food and all that stuff to be self reliant and self uh yeah, self reliant. I like that idea. I think that's really good so that way you don't have somebody that could have the disease going down into town. The mail is kind of a little weird because if you're getting junk mail, someone in that area is sending you junk mail. Sons Damn it, Jenkins! God, got now, it in, the only boys. The only girls. thing that could have made it any cooler is if they had their own like grocery store. You know, just be like, well, essentially they did though. True, With doing their produce and what he was saying about their meat. That means you have to have somebody that's a farmer, somebody that knows how to do butchery and all that stuff. So essentially, they would have their own little kind of grocery store. They don't have their own money, but. Well, they probably had their own. I, I'm kind of guessing Currency. they didn't really say it, but I, I'm guessing that they actually had their own store as well. Really? Yeah. Because probably, I'm, I'm going to guess there's some stuff that they just couldn't get, so they probably had a store. They had it imported in something like if yeah. you want tasty cakes. <sighs> no, I mean funny bones, moon pie. You take funny bones and you freeze them. Oh. All right, so. <sighs> At least they had some positive thing because I was like, already, I'm like, this sounds bad all across the board. <laughs> now hearing this, I'm like, okay. So now takes the edge off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make me feel as angry and sad. I, I wanted to, I mean, since the the big uh, the the big thing in the room, the big the elephant in the room. Yes, that word. The elephant. Yeah, yeah. The elephant. Yeah. That's a great word. <laughs> the elephant in the room. Yes, we're leaving that TV. one in. Okay. Um. Now this was it's tuberculosis, and it was shortened to TB, or some called it the White Plague. Yep, 
consumption. I believe consumption. it. I, I didn't see consumption, but I. But uh, that's that was another very yeah, very common back. one. That was yeah. more cl- like closer towards like the first pandemic where where it hit. Would people call yeah. it consumption because it looked like you were just fucking eating your own body essentially. Yep. Um. I I also I mean I also feel that it's, it's was a necessity that I kind of if some people might not know what sanatorium is. A sanatorium means a med- medical facility for long-term illness, most likely associated with treatment of TB. Like, I mean, not, like I always thought that sanatorium was... I thought it was for insane people. Yeah. Like, just because you hear san, and I'm like, oh, insane. Yeah. Also a good Metallica song. I don't like Metallica. You can leave that in. I don't care. Sanatorium. Now, um, I got some numbers of... Of uh, patients, as far as um, stages, stages of the illness, um, there's percentages. So, 25% of the patients um, that were at Waverly were in the first or early stages of the disease. 47% were in late or advanced stages. No turning back from that. Nope. And 27% were in the second stage. So you, Where you can kind of go either way. Yeah. Um, now, I, I found um, a article um, that was written um, back in 1928. It was a, uh, I found an article online um, from the Louis Times. It was uh, written in uh, December 5th of 1928. They had gone to Waverly, and they interviewed... A doctor by the name of Dr. Miller, and he was a physician there. Uh, he was asked what the symptoms of TB were, and he gave the following response. Oh, the, no. The most important is insidious onset. By this we mean that a person suffers from loss of strength, is languid, and chronically tired. I said, that's that sinister as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so they turn into a sloth. Yeah, kind of. Now, you said the guy's name was Dr. Miller? Yep. Was he the champagne of doctors? Or was he more of a Miller Lite? Mm, I don't know. I'm a Miller Lite <laughs> guy. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, he's going to try to make a Frank Miller joke. Nope. No, it's you got to you th- throw a little salt in there so you can actually drink it in the first 20 minutes. Or else it's all mm, fucking foam. Yeah, I don't know. You're a nerd. Beer nerd. Uh, cheap beer nerd. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm so, a connoisseur of cheap shit. <laughs> now, let's, let, let's get into some uh, of the treatment stuff. Now, the first set of treatments I found from this article. Um, If the patient was found to have an infection in both lungs, the treatment method used was called the shot bag method. The what? Shot bag. Oh, God. This has bad written all over it. Yeah. This method was um, where two bags were filled with one pound, uh, one pounds of... A pound each? Yeah. That's yeah, what, let's go likely. with a pound each. That a sounds better. A pound each of shot. And uh, it w- they were both they were placed on uh, the collarbone of um, of the of the person. And, and anybody that doesn't know what shot is, it's small little round balls of like steel or yeah. no, back then probably lead because it was easier. Well, yeah, and it's uh, pretty much if you've ever seen a BB that goes in a BB gun, yeah, same or, thing. Or, you know, a shotgun pellet, essentially. Yeah, same, yeah. same difference. Well, kind of. they didn't have just a pound. No, no. The amount was of shot was increased by four to five ounces every week. God damn, that's a lot. Mm. 
until the patient okay. was carrying five pounds oh. on the upper part of each lung. So essentially, you're carrying ten pounds on yourself. Okay, extra. Here we go part again. Of each lung would be like just below your collarbone, kind of. You think? Yeah. I mean, oh, they're, they're, it's hanging off your collarbone. Or it's well, your collarbones. Yeah. So it's probably so it's resting on top of your chest, probably. So like right at the top, you titty meets. Probably. Okay. Yep. I mean, I can say that I have titty meats. So, so, and the whole purpose of this was to restrict the exclusion of the lungs, which means that the lungs don't move as much, and this makes them quiescent. So it's like resistance training for your lungs. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. Which which quiescent means they are quiet. Okay. So the rattling, I guess, would go away. Huh. Okay, here we go. Got to got to do it again. Hold on. Take a deep breath in. Seth is super side questy this, this now, week. Now, <laughs> okay. People are having trouble breathing. Yep. And obviously they're wheezing and not able to get in a full breath of air. And their whole fresh air method is not working. Correct. They decide what's a good way how to get this to stop. Let's put, you said 10 pounds, right? A max of like 10 pounds. So five yeah, pounds five each. pounds on each. Yep. So we'll say 10 pounds total on their chest of people that are having trouble breathing already. Mm-hmm. That is the most fucking asinine thing I've ever heard. Instead of trying to like help bring in natural air and breathing in like into their lungs, you're putting weights on their chest so they can't take in any fresh air. Mm-hmm. So your fresh air method is now null and void. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, th- okay. I think I think the fresh air method worked pretty well for like Honestly, the 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 lesser cases where it was more. Well, well no, what's, I totally get it. It's fine. Like you know, these people are breathing wheezing hard, and you don't want to hear it anymore. Fuck it, put weight on their chest. Well, now they're quiet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this it gets was, worse. They're saying that this was this was done to correct breathing and produces partial rest for the lungs. Well, yeah, when you my, don't breathe, my thought yeah, right? was, does, isn't this? I mean, some people out here in in the you know, listening world might know more, but I kind of think that it would make it so that your lungs probably would fill with fluid. You know, I mean, I mean, we're not because doctors. It, because I mean, it's almost like causing. Uh, um, I can't think of the term. What's um, oh, what's that you get where your lungs, your lungs, bronchitis, fill, bronchitis, or your Ugh. lungs will fill with fluid? Yeah, it's nasty you know, because shit it's, too. Your your lungs are being restricted from movement, right? So, I mean, is this kind of like the same thing or pneumonia? You know, yeah, when yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, your, your lungs, your lungs are being, you know, restricted to movement, so you're not breathing so well. They rattle. Well, I mean, your your lungs tend to fill with fluid. So, wouldn't this be the same process? Essentially, yeah, because you can't let like you don't want your lungs to take a rest. That is the dumbest thing ever for yeah. these people that are quote unquote medical professionals to be like, I want we're giving the lungs a rest. Well. <laughs> The lungs are used to keep you alive, to breathe, and to bring in natural fresh air and all this other stuff. But like you're saying, if you compress them down and they can't fully expand, you're just letting that fluid sit in there longer. So then now they're going to, like, if anybody's had a cold, you just feel like garbage. And now you have it worse because, let me be honest, if I have a cold, I don't want to put 10 pounds on my chest because I'm like, oh, this will make me feel better. Right. Yeah. It feels like I already have 10 pounds on my chest because I can't take a deep breath in. Some of the people that, you know, that had this done died because they drowned 
to death. And it I mean, makes total sense. Re- realistically, this is only, uh, what, 20, 15, 20 years for these finger quote medical professionals. Before this, they were giving people liquid heroin for headaches, cocaine for toothaches and shit. I mean, it was. But that, I can deal with that because at least that's trying to help yeah. out with mm-hmm. something. My teeth this... don't hurt, but I get a lot of shit done around the house. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't seem like any part of this. Like it takes one person to be like, no, that's dumb. Yeah. That's literally the dumbest thing Ma- I've ever Maybe heard. one person to go, yeah, it doesn't seem like a great idea. I, I, was, I was telling a guy that I work with, I said it was, it's almost like they didn't have a goddamn clue what they, they were doing it was it was more like okay we have a dartboard set up against the wall all right so we're gonna shoot from the line and uh we're gonna see what treatment we're gonna get this person okay here we go Phew. oh they're getting the shot treatment all right what happens if you get a gerald Ooh, i don't know gerald is that green ring outside of a bullseye found what? that out from oh, watching well, three australians who drop things off of a uh, high tower you know what happens the, with that waterboard them <laughs> It'll help. The Gerald might be this next one that I found. Oh, God. Uh, which one? Well, this one was uh, a surgery, which was done on the phrenic nerves. The phrenic nerves, they are important for breathing. Okay. Uh, they pass. Um, it passes motor information to the diaphragm and receives sensory inf- information from it. So the, oh, so it lets you know when shit's going south. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds your brain to fucking breathe. <laughs> yeah. So the removal of these nerves causes paralysis in the muscle and puts the lungs to rest. Perfect. Yep. This is uh, definitely the Gerald ring. Can, can you spell that for me again? That uh, that nerve. P H R E N I C. Perfect. Okay. They really did throw a dartboard, or they're like, you know what? We got nothing going wrong here. We can't really figure out what to do. Let's just let's. Have fun. Let's figure yeah. out this crap. This literally just experimenting on, on patients to be like, what works the best? Exactly. Well, I mean, it continues with other stuff that that I found outside of the article. Oh, God. Which were kind wow. of common stuff. The first one was rest. You know, like I said, you know, they want him to come. They want him to rest. You know, breathe fresh air. That makes sense. Which yeah, because when you know, you're sick, if you rest, you feel better. Yeah, because yeah, we have a common exactly. cold when you, like you're saying, that makes total sense. Exactly. Perfect. Well, they also wanted to get them good food because some people during the time, I mean, you know. There's holistic healing, which is a part of uh, today's current meta, I guess you want to call it, where if you eat good food, you start to feel better and you have cleaner food with less processed garbage in right. it. Right. Well, I mean. Whole 30, man, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> if you think about it, though. During, well, 1912, that was just before World War One. Yep. 1924 was almost the start of the Depression. It was like that leading point of we're getting close to Depression, and then, boom, the Depression hits. Well, a lot of people didn't have good nutrition. They were eating, you know, they, were, potatoes they were getting and that's it. it. Fucking and, rock soup. Yeah. Um, yeah, and or you're just drinking ale because you can't mm-hmm. afford to have clean water can, can i jump on this exactly. this, uh, yeah. this fennec nerve real quick yeah so i'm looking at a picture of where it runs it runs from your diaphragm obviously because that's what we we're saying uh it there's one you have a, 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 a yeah, right, a, and, right a left. and a left yep it runs up through your lungs and they both connect at the c3 vertebrae which is kind of an important one because i'm pretty sure your brainstem comes down into c3 so this this nerve would be sending 
and receiving messages directly to your brain. This is why I'm, I, I don't know why I'm not a I'm not a fucking doctor. I never claimed to be, but I think you this didn't is stay the, at a Howard Johnson's. No, like I'm, half these dummies seem like they did. Not even in an express. Um, but I I think this is the that nerve was a that from back in the day. I think fuck you yeah, it. <laughs> slaps. Um, I think this is the nerve that sends and receives messages from your brain, which is why you don't have to think to breathe. It just happens automatically. Exactly. Well, that makes total sense. Okay. Uh, Sorry. I I was a fucking giant anatomy nerd in in high school. I had to, you know, so people thought I was a serial killer because I was into uh, uh, anatomy and psychology and serial killers and serial killers. Yeah, that would probably help, too. So they also felt that uh, competent medical supervision was a good remedy for TB. Wait a minute. So don't you have to be competent to give somebody competent medical? <laughs> exactly. No, because uh, apparently it's been working really well for him yeah. lately. Yeah. Uh, hey, it just got done in the coal mine. Here, slap this white jacket on. You're a doctor now. Yeah. <laughs> doctor. Doctor. Well, I mean, doctor. doctor. Oh, a lot, a lot of doctors were, you know, they were actually physicians, but they were just kind of, like I said, you know, throwing at the dartboard yeah. because they had no goddamn they had no fucking clue. clue how to fix this. So the other one, another one was fresh air. Which, you know, I mean, that's one of the ones that, you know, if, if you've known anything about, you know, treatment, TB and everything, that's one of those ones that was thrown out because they felt that's what you needed. Well, patients were put out on porches and patios with no regards for temperature or what the season or weather outside was. An example of this was a, I found, was an actual patient. Um, we're going to post it on Facebook it's a YouTube link, and, and we're also going to put it in the show notes for anybody that's on uh, iTunes. Fucking right. Um, and I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into her. Well, a story she, um, a little snippet later on, probably in the next episode of uh, an, of something she had. But she gave an example of of this with regards to. But she gave an example of them having no regard for temperature or season because she said that they put them outside on these porches from about May until the first snowfall. What? Yeah. So I'm not wake, doing it again. Where, you can't. You she know. would wake up and she would have snow on her bed. Are you for fucking real? I mean, for real. So Wait, this this was literally just walls. There's no roof, no windows, I'm guessing. No, they were out on a patio. Okay, okay so they're out on an outside floor for mm-hmm. me because I'm an idiot. Well, I mean. So, <laughs> no, no, it's no, true, no, no, though. No, was, that's what I'm like. It, Wait a minute. It, what the fuck? No, it was it was basically a porch. Okay. So not even had, like a lean-to with like a, like a fucking half-assed roof over it. No, it had a roof. Okay. But it was open-windowed. So there it was like was, a three-season porch kind of, without the screens. Yes. That's fucking crazy. Or, I mean, it, maybe it had screens. Uh, you know, I, I think it may have. I think I did see something where it did have screens. But that's not going to hold snow screen, yeah. back. That's not going to hold the cold. Jesus you know, Christ. I mean, they, they still have that. Yeah. So, essentially, put sick people on Seth's back porch. <laughs> essentially, well, yeah, because... It's fucking crazy. Th- that they felt that it... You know, that's that was one of the things that helped oh, to cure man. No, if you're sick, leaving people out in the fucking snow and the cold doesn't help anything. You know what it helps? It helps you get more sick. Yeah. Well, other Nothing parts, like uh, helping out your compromised immune system with freezing cold snow temperatures. Yeah, right? Yeah. That makes me angry, dude. So, I, yeah. Other forms of what they called therapy. <laughs> and Hold I on. Put, well, and, that's, and I, I was putting that in 
air quotes. Giant, screaming, flashing, flaming red goddamn finger yeah. quotes. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're also going to put... Uh, you, you can look up photos, you know, of and see people out there, you know, in, in on these porches. Because they had, like, what, uh, three floors of porches? Holy crap, I'm looking at it right now, and that is... That's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one has two floors of, like, six beds going across this porch right now. And there's a nurse just standing there, I'm like, where she looks like she's bundled up, like, because it's cold out. And these people are just like... Can we go back inside, please? Because we don't want to die out here. Did, did they have like electric? Were electric blankets a thing back then? No, there was no such thing as electric. Motherfucker! <laughs> no, she said that she had or um, like hot pads or like water, like water. Doesn't things. matter, man. If it gets that, if it's that cold Fuck out, those things are gonna Christ. go turn they, into they ice. Freeze. She said that uh, she, the lady, um, she said that she had asked her husband to bring her sweats to try to stay warm, and she goes, "I still didn't stay warm." No, I still Jesus froze. Christ, man. Um, so other that those other forms of therapy and big old air quotes. One was surgical removal of ribs uh. and muscle in hopes that the patient's lungs would expand. Oh my God! This surgery was known as uh, th- uh, I'm sorry, thoracoplasty. Spell that. T H O R A C O P L A S T Y. And uh, so, thoracoplasty. This was usually um, done to end. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at pictures. I-, I found pictures of some of the scars that these people have. Look like they have a freaking zipper from like their left, like where your mm. your neck would meet your left shoulder, down to like uh, below your armpit. It looks like a zipper, like in a curve, kind of. Yeah. This was. Oh, this dude, was that's all- rough. Yeah, so this was all done because they, uh, if, if patients were um, not healing and their their lungs were failing, they felt that well, you got to open them up, take a some muscle out, take some oh. take some ribs out, you know, just to try to help those lungs to expand and and make you breathe better. Well, I don't know if it actually worked. Okay, I, I hadn't heard of this one. I know there is another yeah. really really nasty one. I did not hear, I had not heard about this one. Though. This um, was awful. So another one was that failed was a failed procedure that was performed there was also was known as artificial pneumothorax, which was a procedure in which the patient's lungs were inflated by the doctor, and they never <sighs> they never worked. It was usually made the patient's health condition weaken even more. And the lady that I, I just spoke about, um, she actually had this done to her. And they gave her an option: A, have a painkiller, or B, just bear with it. Uh, she was like, "Well, <laughs> uh, no." <laughs> wow, there's a great amount of options there, Doc. Thanks, yeah. thanks for helping me out when I need you most. Um, uh, and then uh, now, during the time of uh, Doc Holiday and all of them, their remedy, one of their remedies, and I think still to this point was to actually put people in a dry air climate like uh, Arizona. That one makes sense, though, because or, then you, you're not breathing in all that humidity. Yeah, so there's no humidity. Yeah, because um, the last thing you want is fluid in your lungs. But there is also, I, I think, and I could be wrong about this one, but I thought there was also a higher altitude, which was also a, 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 rem, a possible remedy, they thought, because 
you know, being higher altitude, your lungs didn't take require as much to breathe. It actually kind of does make sense because there are MMA fighters and actually just fighters in general that will go to like Big Bear, go to Colorado, yeah. go all these high elevation places because when you're working out that you your body pulls in more um, O2 oxygen mm-hmm. and the air's thinner. And it's thinner, so when you come down to lower elevations, your lung strength is much stronger. You actually know how to, like, your body uh, metabolizes the uh, the enzyme that causes muscle cramps faster. So you don't get nearly as many muscle cramps because your body's just used to pulling in so much of that O2 oxygen in. Which makes sense for why Waverly was on a hill. Exactly. You know, um, I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Did you did you talk about what the artificial pneumothorax stuff is? What they did there? Yeah. Okay. Because I was just reading it, and I'm like, they would collapse a fucking lung. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they that's why. I was like, no, 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 no. They not collapse it. They would inflate it. Okay. Because it says uh, is a surgical treatment to collapse the lung by inserting air or nitrogen into the uh, pleural space. This is a yeah. That either way, that's fucking mm-hmm. terrible. Sounds incredibly painful, too. Right? Um, many of the patients did die from these procedures. Well, spoiler alert. Duh. Shocking. Yeah, of course. Uh, now, a cure wasn't discovered. Well, the first cure, I guess, <laughs> really wasn't discovered until 1943 by a person named Selman Wilkinson. Um, but it wasn't given to patients until 1949. And so six years on the shelf. Yeah. Well, it well it had trials and tibula, you know, trials to try to go through it and you know to see if well uh, maybe maybe we want to give it to them maybe we don't. Well, they did, and guess what? Pretty much most of them became sick again. It just didn't work. Um, well, there's it, a shocker, folks. Exactly. It wasn't until 1950 that it was observed that giving patients a triple cocktail was the best method. Um, the following drugs were actually prescribed and given to patients. The first one, now bear with me, folks, because I'm going to say these wrong. Because <laughs> we're not doctors. We've exactly. already stated this, folks. If, you if need for to listen. any unknown reason, there is a doctor for whatever reason listening to us chuckle fuck through this stuff. First of all, fuck you doing listening to us. Second of all, thank you for listening to us. People. Third of all. Tell us how to say this shit, because we are dumb. <laughs> when you type it out, please type it out phonetically yeah. so we could then still read it. Yeah, Don't just exactly. type it back. Now, now these drugs, I mean, they're not in any particular order. I just, what, how I found them. So the first one, I don't know if they actually were given in a specific order. I think they may have been. Let's just be honest. They were just giving them the cocktail of random yeah. mishmash of drugs and seeing what, what stuck. Well, they threw I mean, it against the wall and see it. They, they, they thought, you know, they, Cooking these pasta. were... Essentially. These ones, I guess, were the sticking point. Uh, the first one um, that I felt was para amino salkylate. Said it perfect. Or yep. PAS. Uh, the next one was. Can you spell that for me? Don't spell it. PAS. <laughs> <laughs> no. P A S. Okay. P A C. Yes. The next one was isonicotinic. Perfect. Acid hydrozide. Perfect. Or INH. And then the last one was streptomycin. Aha, I got that one right. That I don't care. Hard, though. I'm going to put it on the calendar right now. Said all three perfectly. That one sounds familiar, though. Streptomycin. Yeah, yeah uh, the, 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 the one that... Streptomycin was the one that really um, was the catalyst 
for the whole thing because until that was discovered, none of this other part actually worked. And then they they found streptomycin. We're like, okay, well, we got this one has this is the one that works. Now all these drugs were discovered between 1943 and 1951, and they provided patients with an 80 to 90% cure rate. Holy cow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. That's awesome. I mean, you can't get that for the flu, you know? Um, the triple cocktail treatment took between 18 to 24 months. And from what I gather, it was not so good if the patients were just giving them all at once and then just let them go. Well, because yeah. Because it kind you, of fucked them up. Yeah, you're mixing a bunch of shit together. So they, they I mean, found that if we drag it out... For this this long period of time, we have better success. I mean, that's that's kind of like it just injecting somebody with like a fucking Long Island iced tea and going, "Here you go." <laughs> Long yeah. Island iced teas are pretty tasty. I know, but what I'm saying is like all the different shit. Like, oh, I know. Like separately, if you drank each one of those things, you're gonna yeah, like whatever. You drink all three of them at the same time, you're gonna get fucked up, mm. and it tastes good. <laughs> the to- now we had talked about this previous with uh, patients, people died, and mm-hmm. everything. Well. Uh, the total number of people that died from TB at Waverly during this time, during that time period that was open, um, was estimated to be around 64,000 people. Oh, my goodness. But some say that that number was not plausible. They feel that it was more between seven to 8,000 people. Still, that's but a lot of people. That's still not accurate because I guess someone associated with the town or whatever actually died. Um, contacted people who had relatives that went there, and they actually got their death records. And oh, okay. there's the feeling that it's at this point in time, there's roughly around eleven thousand people that were that that died at Waverly. That's still a lot of that, fucking people. Yeah, that's like nothing to sneeze that. at. Yeah, like I mean, that's just the amount of people that that. Oh god, I just. That died from, hey, dartboard. Phew. Oh, we're going to do this treatment. <laughs> Speaking of dartboard, did you talk about the balloon pulmonary angioplasty? No. Holy fucking Jesus. Okay. Can, you want me to do, can Yeah, I, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Because I'd heard about this one before, and it is spooky as shit. So it was called the balloon pulmonary angioplasty. Essentially, what they would do is they would go into your lungs, and they would put, oh, yeah, they yeah, would put right. a balloon either in your lung or under your lung, for whatever reason, inside seems like it would make more sense for me, but they would put a balloon in your lung and inflate it, then let the air out, and inflate it, and then let the air out. But what happens when you keep doing that with a balloon? Well, under your lung, I think it'd be actually under your lung because they want to put it under, or maybe if they did do it oh. in, it's, it's, it's just mm. to motivate the lung to go up and down. It's to uh, exercise it. Right. But what happens when you keep blowing a balloon up and then letting the air out of it and keep doing that? It weakens it. And exactly. you know what happens? Yeah. They burst. People's lungs would actually explode when they would do this occasionally mm-hmm. if they put too much air in more you know, a couple of times and then they'd let it back out. You could actually blow a lung out. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of having trouble breathing it right makes now. My, it makes my chest hurt. Just yeah, thinking yeah, about like, it. I'm it's sitting here. I'm like, awful. I did actually... Uh, I- I you know I didn't even talk about it. I should have. I was I, totally I was waiting on it because I was one. like I heard about that one and that one's bad. <laughs> Actually, I did think that I I put that in my notes, but I think I left it out. Oh no worries, man. Which is cool that you actually caught it. I was yeah, because like, oh. I, I was like that one's <laughs> fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, now, when patients were seen um, as that they were not being cont- contagious anymore, they were actually allowed to go home, and um, 
they were actually allowed to go home. And this has only happened like four times a year. So, hey, you're not as contag- you're not really contagious anymore. So, you can go home f- home, but it's only four times out of the year that you can go home. So basically, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, or no, maybe not New Year's. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, Fourth of July, Columbus Day. Um, maybe <laughs> maybe New Year. No, no, those are those are the four. You know, four four holidays Jesus. that you're allowed to go home for. So you get your uh, you get three real quick, and then you got to wait a long ass time for the other one. Yeah. Uh, after Waverly was closed, it looked like um, in 1961, it looked like you know may just stay closed forever. Well, that wasn't the case because one year later. It was reopened as Woodhaven Medical Services, which which was the which was a geriatric facility. In case someone don't, don't know what a geri- what geriatric means, which is basically an old folks home. Right. Um, it stayed that stayed open until 1982 when the state closed it down because well, rumors spread. About how the patients were being treated, and so it did. They did close the facility in 1961 because of this. I guess you would say miracle cure, you know, which helped people to Seems survive. Like um, so this is where we're going to stop this episode for this time because dun dun dun. We like cliffhangers. Ha ha. No. This bad Ma- movie it has you come back for more. Yeah, uh, it's but- a terrible movie though. <laughs> Next time. We're going to keep going with this episode. We're going to get this. into like the meat and taters spooky shit, I think, right? Yeah, some meat and taters, but we're going to get into some stuff that happened after it closed. Like, it wasn't just the end. That wasn't the end for Waverly. No. No. Um, so, yeah, that uh, does it for this episode. And uh, if, you know, we hope you all liked it. Um, if you want to search us out, you can come on to Instagram. We uh, we're on on Instagram at uh, Dark Windows Pod. Same same for Twitter. Same for Twitter. You can find us on Facebook by just putting Dark Windows Podcast in. Damn right. Oh, uh, you want to message us? Uh, you know, via email. You email us. Our email address is darkwindowspod at gmail dot com. You can also message uh, myself, Kevin C, or Mister Kevin H on Facebook. Um, we put, I well, we put we put uh, links up for our personal Instagrams on there too in the show notes. Um, yeah, I, fuck it, let's give people our, our Instagrams. Mine is as uh, K Carlton eighty seven. If you want to, you know, send me a message there. What's yours? <laughs> Mine is a Broadstone underscore Creations. You can go there and you can see me use my sweet hobby holder because you should have been listening to the promo at the beginning of the episode, folks. Sorry, I had to get that in. <laughs> And we're awesome. Damn yeah. straights. Mine is uh, Speedy802. S-P-E-E-D-I-E-802. Yeah. That's what I'm at, at in, on Instagram. There, there's a, probably a pretty good chance we're going to start just referring to him as Speedy, so it's it's easier than having two Kevins, and we usually call him that anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think, didn't you have a little announcement you wanted to make at the end of this thing there, there Big Red? Yeah, so, before we get going any further. Yeah. I haven't been saying anything because I wanted to... Make it a surprise, and I'm announcing it here first. But when this comes out, you'll, everybody else will know. I have recently hit the 500 follower mark on the Instagrams. So what that means is, folks, your boy over here is doing a giveaway. Woohoo! 
what I'm doing yeah. a giveaway is. I know I promote them all the time, and I can't help it. I'm doing myself a hobby holder giveaway. Now, what that means is there's a few requirements, folks. That means you have to follow myself. You have to follow Game Envy Creations at on the Instagrams. They are at Hobby Holder. Once you follow them there and you follow me, you have to post on that post what your favorite miniature is. It could be one you painted or one you haven't painted. Doesn't matter to me. I just want to know because I'm, you know, we're in this hobby life. Now, once you do all that, the actual drawing will be held on August. I think it's 12th, the Sunday, after uh, next Sunday, or it would be the Sunday coming up, and we'll announce the, I'll announce the winner. Once I announce the winner, I'll get in contact with you. You get to pick the color of the handle and holder themselves of your choosing, and I'll send it out to you. As my thank you to the people who follow me and the people that like to listen to the podcast. And where can they find you on Instagram? I said it once, but I'll say it again because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I am at Broadstone underscore creations. And if you can't find me anywhere on there, well, guess what, folks? You go on the uh, Dark Windows Instagram page, you're going to see me there. Because guess what? I'm promoting that hobby holder there. Hey. But, oh, sorry. No, I was just wanted to say thank you again to all of our wonderful listeners. You know, you got Nick, as we talked about, the head of the show. We got my boy Murray, who is constantly listening to the to the show we got sammy we got our girl miss ren and we also got a few other cool people like ben and ray i was gonna say ray Ray lafon might be my favorite person on facebook he's fucking awesome (laughs) um can i throw my hat in the ring for this thing right now and tell you my troll bloods mountain king is my favorite mini even though it's really not a mini it's freaking huge but I still need to finish it even though we don't play that game it's still really cool as fuck looking yeah it's and also uh you know I like I said, I want to thank you guys for allowing me to promote my personal thing here. I like to thank Game Envy, and guess what? I want everyone to have fun. That is sweet. That is awesome. So thank and, you all. Yeah. You're all amazing. And if uh, you're once again, if you're looking for uh, a pair of headphones, yeah, buddy, or in the earbuds, not you know, up the butt buds. Though. No, we don't sell those. No, you were not um, up the butt thing. If you're if you're looking for a listening device. To listen to our podcast or any other podcast and are in dire need of them, go to studio.com and check them out. Because, hey, like we've been saying, folks, Kevin and I. Hey, listen, the two cool guys on this show have them. Yeah, yeah. Like someone <laughs> he's, else. Just, he's just over there smirking at me like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, guess what? While you guys are talking about your sweet studio headphones, I'm looking at 40K stuff. Nice. No, actually, I'm not. I'm playing pool. There it is. Eight ball pool. Because I don't care about you guys and your sweet studio headphones. Yeah, so if you're looking for a sweet pair of headphones that you can rely on, go to studio.com. Do it, Check them out. Yeah, do it. And they're comfy. And they are comfy. Goddamn, they're comfy. I mean, we wear these day, you know, every time we record. I fell asleep with mine on last night. (laughs) If that tells you anything. For having actual like headphones on my on my head with no hat between mm-hmm. my head and the headphones, I fell asleep with these things on. I didn't realize it exactly. And, and uh, like I said at the beginning, you know, if you're looking for wired, wireless, anything, you know, we we got it. They they got them. And they also have some little ad, uh, um, little adaptate restart. Use your words. 
little snap-on additions for the over-the-ear, that like what we have. And you know they have other little things you can uh, you might want to pick up. Um, at checkout, you can put in the promo code of Dark Windows. Like Kevin said, I don't think it matters if you do lowercase or uppercase. Nope. I don't um, believe so. And That's we'll, because we're awesome. We don't care about any of that cases stuff. Yeah. We'll give you 15% off. Is it fair to say we're not casist? No. Ha! <laughs> I don't think you can mix and match them, though. I think it has to be all uppercase or all lowercase. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try it. You get 15% off and off your order, which is pretty cool. I think they uh, that's awesome for them to to allow us to do that for you folks. Oh, can I, I got to throw something in here real quick. Uh, we actually just got a, uh, a, a page request from uh, on our Facebook page while we're in the middle of this. So just for shits and kicks, I'm going to say welcome to our four newest members who put us up to 99, by the way. One away. You know what the you know what the winner gets when we get a hundred? See your man bear pits. I could show people my boobs. No, your man bear pits. But I was your thinking, pits. I was thinking a digital high five. Ooh, uh, so nice. Rod Campbell, Megan Morris, Marcy McKellar. I'm sorry if I butchered your last name, and this one's going to be really hard to hard to do. Benjamin Richard Thompson, welcome aboard, folks. Thank yeah. you, everybody we who's joined you. since we started this page. You're fucking kick ass. We yeah. love you. This is what episode twenty one, twenty something. It's old enough to drink. Exactly. <laughs> it you, can go to the bar. You guys are the reason why the dark windows aren't so dark. Yes. You're the reason that I dr- no. You're not no. the reason that I drink. No, Israel Keys is. Isra- oh, that son of a bitch. I hate him. Still can we so just much. stop talking about him? Yeah, <laughs> I want to slap angry. that stupid fucking haircut off his head. So. That's it for this episode. Yes, sirs. And uh, as our little saying goes, just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Love you. Kiss us. Later, folks. Goodbye.